They say the greatest gift that you can receive is life. But in life, there will always be a struggle. No one on earth can hide from the struggle. That struggle can be dark and lonely at times. And it may feel that we can't see the light. But we were not put on this earth to struggle. We were put on this earth to be the light and show the light. Today, we call this fight from the struggle to the light, the grind. And in any struggle, you need the tools and strategies to win. That's what the Daily Grind Podcast is all about. It's about equipping yourself with the tools and strategies from others just like you that fought that fight and were victorious in their grind. So listen up. You might hear that golden tool or strategy that's going to help you in your daily grind to be that light. What's up, Daily Grind? It's Dale here. And today I have someone very special because this person has gone from athlete to psychotherapist and really helps athletes really with their transition. And I have Carrie Bishke with me today, and she is just going to give us a whole lot of knowledge, especially when it comes to transitioning and continuing to move forward on your daily grind. So Carrie, say what's up to everybody. Hi, everyone. Happy to be here, Dale. Thanks so much for having me. Hey, thanks so much for jumping on. Hey, can you just give us a little bit of breakdown of what you do, who who you kind of work for, and just your own little intro? Yeah, sure. Yeah, so I am a former professional volleyball player turned licensed psychotherapist and mental performance coach and podcaster myself. And I work with a lot of athletes and high performers, weekend warriors, who are interested in optimizing their mental performance, especially athletes who are in the midst of transition. So in between, you know, high school to college, college athlete, or, you know, college to pro, or maybe athletes thinking about retiring or working through injuries. So big time into that transition piece, because it's such a pivotal part of our, you know, athletic journey. So yeah, it's a little bit about what I do. And I primarily, you know, I have a lot of mindfulness-based therapies and exercises that I use with athletes as well. Love it. Love it. So what is your, like, kind of your overarching process to how you work with athletes to keep them moving forward? Yeah, that's a good question. And it looks a little bit different for me and what I do. I think I, you know, I focus on a really holistic assessment of the athlete and where they are with their nutrition, their sleep, mental health, screen time, you know, social activities, outside time. So things that you wouldn't typically maybe dive into in a right. therapy session or a, or a, you know, sports psychology session, but really all those things are super intertwined. Like if our sleep, if we're underslept, you know, if we're on our screens too much, we don't have anything, uh, any social activities outside of our sport that really contributes to, you know, um, a decrease in our mental health. And so that's always where I start, just kind of getting getting a vibe, getting a baseline for where the athlete is kind of in their journey, you know, and, and really important for me to get a sense of who they are outside of their of their sport as well. Yeah. And so I work with athletes to get really clear on their identity and their purpose so that when they do get injured, when they do go through these transitions, retire, you know, these different things, they have tools because, you know, transition, 
as you know, and and I know myself, can bring so much anxiety and depression for athletes. So having these tools can really decrease the likelihood of them slipping into panic attacks or into a dark hole of depression. So having some of these tools um, are super important. And some of the tools that I really like to use with athletes to get them there is, you know, some journaling. We do a lot of journaling prompts, a lot of breath work, a lot of meditation, um, and really separating who, you know, who they are outside of their sport and getting really clear, you know, on, on who they are and what their, what their purpose is. Um, and that will help them once they move forward in their athletic career and help those transitions, you know, be a little bit more, more seamless because, you know, we've all, we've all kind of been there. I mean, I've navigated a lot of, a lot of surgeries and transitions and getting my spot taken and then, you know, not getting paid overseas. Like there's so many different things that can really throw us off our game and stress us out. And so, um, you know, we have some of these tools where we're able to better navigate these, these hard transitions for us. Yeah. I heard about the not getting paid overseas is very like, it's actually more common than people like think that, you have to get with the right organization that's actually going to pay you um, yeah. because some of them can be just gangsters and like, yeah, we're not going to pay you. And it's like, what? Yeah. Like, no, like, absolutely. Nope. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I had to do my homework. You know, it's really important to do your homework and figure out, you know, just like as if you were applying for a job or like, you know, um, doing something along, along those lines, you want to make sure that there's a good company culture. And so same thing with, you know, going pro, I really, you know, highlight to my athletes, like, Hey, reach out to a few people from, from the team, like, see what the culture looks like. Do you get paid? Like, what's the balance look like? Do they, are they going to take care of your injuries? So, you know, doing a little bit of a game plan prior to that too, so that you're, you're in a good spot to kind of navigate things if they come up. Yeah. You said something really big. You said identity, right? And so, mm-hmm. you know, being a former athlete as well, like identity is a huge thing. Just I think a big thing just in life, right? Because there is so many things that are trying to question your identity, right? And mm-hmm. or trying to take you or try to tell you what your identity is, right? Especially mm-hmm. like um, playing a sport, like when that final whistle blows or um, for me, it was that last, you know, that last track race, like crossing over the finish line. That was it, right? From there, from then on, never played um, anything mm-hmm. ever again. And so that whole thing about identity was really tough. And it was really tough to move forward and really, you know, move on. So, you know, what really fuels you to continue to move forward with, you know, working with these athletes? But how do you get them also to tap into their, their fuel so they can create a new identity that completely aligns with them. Yeah, that's a great question. I think, you know, the fuel for me, I went through a really dark stage when I retired from my sport and I didn't have a lot of these tools when I was going through that transition. And so that's why I'm so passionate now about helping athletes navigate that transition because it's such a shock to your system. It can happen quite quickly if you're, you know, you're injured and all of a sudden you're going from, you know, a starter, like being a hero, getting paid to play your sport or having all this attention, being on a team to like just this super isolating, dark, you know, injured space. And so my feel comes from knowing what that space 
feels like and knowing what my mental state was during that time, um, you know, going through that wave of depression. And so now I have a, you know, a quote that I have on my bedroom wall and it says, you know, something so simple, but, you know, growth happens outside your comfort zone, you know, do something that grows you today. And that's just a really a visual cue for me of when, you know, because I put that up when I was still in that dark space. And then I started to kind of get myself out of it. And I looked at that every single day. And so that's a really visual cue for me. And, um, you know, I really encourage my athletes to do that as well. Have some sort of a visual cue of something that you can, you know, use to kind of to, to motivate you if you are, are starting to slip into a dark place as well. And I think the accountability piece is a big deal too, like doing things to, you know, keep yourself accountable. I keep myself accountable and work with a coach and therapist because I think it's super important to, to grow yourself. You know, no one's, my athletes aren't going to listen to me if I'm not walking the walk myself and I'm not, I'm not into growing. So I think walking the walk is really important and, you know, working to dissect limiting beliefs and constructs that you may have that contribute to negative self-talk, you know, um, that's super important and, um, you know, developing a routine that aligns with the better version of yourself is really important at, as well, you know, and keeping that at the forefront. Like, I always like to tell my athletes, you know, be good to future you, like asking yourself, does this align with my goals? And if it does, move forward. If it doesn't, and you move forward anyway, hey, let's talk about that because that's self-sabotage and we really want to get curious on where that's rooted. So there's some work to do around around that if that's something that that comes up for you. So yeah, those are those are the things that um I encourage my athletes to, you know, to do to kind of fuel themselves and really solidifying a, a routine that aligns with the better version of yourself is really important. And some of those t- tangible things that we that we do and we talk about I'm really big on breath work and you know rewiring your neural pathways through developing new habits and one way that you you know two ways that you get there are through breath work and meditation so when you're in a space where you're going through transition your emotional brain is likely to be kind of activated, right? Like when something happens and you're going through transition, maybe things aren't working out the way that you want them to, your emotional brain is driving. Like that, that toddler, I like to call it the toddler brain. Like that's a part of your brain that's driving in those, in that, in those moments. And so being really conscious of your emotional brain, you know, has the capacity to be driving in those moments. It's good to know. You want to be in your rational brain for most of the day, right? Like if our emotional brain was driving most of the time, we'd all be making bad decisions, running red lights, like (laughs) skipping training, like all those things. So I encourage my athletes to set alarms for breath work. I really like you know, there's four, eight breath. That's really accessible. Just an inhale through your nose for four seconds, a nice big exhale through your nose for eight seconds. That simple four, eight breath will allow you to get out of your emotional brain, calm down your sympathetic nervous system and get into your rational brain. So then you're able to kind of separate and have some space from your thoughts. So that's really where I start with athletes. Like, Hey, let's, let's, um, you know, let's get your breath work practice down. Cause that's something that's really going to stabilize you when you are going through some of these transitions. Hey, are you liking this episode so far? If you're looking for more tools and strategies to help you on your daily grind, check out the daily The daily grind is not just a podcast. It's a community of high performers seeking to become their best self on a daily basis. Go check out thedailygrind.com and start taking action to achieve your best self today.
Love it. Love it. So actually, I was going to dive in more about those tools. I want to hear your top three tools to help athletes continue to move forward when things are not going right, right? Say they just get, you know, off balance and like it's like they just got hit right in the face and they're not, everything is just going haywire, like blah, blah, blah is calling, this is calling, my injured, um, everything is just a, a mess, kind of like, you know, a little bit, kind of like me before this podcast, right? But like, how do you get them <laughs> to really align and get uh, moving forward and continue to progress? Yeah, no, that's a great question. And something I always, you know, lead with with my athletes as well is this mood follows action. I got that off of, I can't take complete credit for that. Shout out to Rich Roll. He's a phenomenal human being and like a major dream guest for me, but he's fantastic. And he always talks about this mood follows action. So your emotional state will shift if you move, right? Like, so we know how we can, you know, shift our emotional state, like after a run or after a training, even if we don't want to work out, we know our mood, our mood changes when we, when we do something active. And so mood follows action. I think that's the biggest thing that that's at the forefront, you know, for athletes to kind of remember through transition. So if you're in this space and things are looking a little bit dark and your emotional brain's super activated and it's telling you, oh my gosh, like Dale, you're, yeah, you're like, who are you? You can't do anything right. Like, okay, this happened. So now this is probably going to happen. Your whole day's screwed. Um, you know, that's your emotional brain that's talking for sure. And so doing a thought disruptor, I, you know, I really like to encourage my athletes to do a thought disruptor. And so I talked about the breath work. That's, that's tool. Number one is breath work, right? Tool number two is combining a thought disruptor with your breath work. So think about something that you can easily latch onto, you know, one word for your inhale, one word for your exhale. So I really like, you know, let go can apply to so many things, right? And so that's a phrase that can kind of, um, you know, it's an overarching phrase that can, that can apply to a lot of things. So inhale, let, exhale, go, you know, and that's something that will allow just a smidgen more space between your emotional brain and your rational brain. So the breath work, the thought disruptor, and I really like, you know, the journaling prompts. So I give my athletes a lot of, of exercises to do like outside of our sessions so that we're just really streamlining their, their progress. And so you using those journal prompts as a reference is really, really important so that when you do get to those dark spaces, those transitions, you can kind of look back on where you were and the exercises you, you use to get through those situations so that you can help yourself, right? You won't have to depend on a therapist forever. I want my my clients, my athletes to be self-sufficient and stand on their own at some point, right? And so using those tools and those exercises to, to as a reference is really helpful too. So breath work, you know, rewiring those neural pathways through developing the new habit, the new breath work practice, you know, and you're using that mindful muscle to really like rep out the, you know, the the rituals like breath work. And then that mood follows action. You know, those are I think my my top things to to help athletes in those moments, you know, pivoting is really important in the midst of a transition and leaning into your breath work is, is so critical. You know, we want to, we want to create that separation between your emotional brain and your rational brain. Love it. Love it. <laughs> um, love the breath yeah. work, you know, thought disruptor. And also a lot of those journaling prompts are definitely some golden nuggets that people need to hear 
or like the audience definitely needs to hear when going about your daily grind, right? Like, you know, continuing mm-hmm. to have a process that helps you stay focused and continue to move forward. So right. if there is one thing that you want the audience to grab right now, what would that be? Breathwork. I mean, having a breathwork practice is, that's going to, be your ride or die tool. Honestly, yeah. I mean, breathwork has changed. It's changed my world. Like it's, it's changed my, my response to my environment and it will change your response to your environment. If you keep coming back to it, like you get knocked off the horse and you're like, Oh shit, I didn't use my breathwork. Like I responded pretty quickly and, right. you know, made a rash decision or was, you know, aligning with my my old self or not my best self, that's okay. Like just keep coming back to it. And so those alarms for breath work are critical because, you know, and I really like to encourage my athletes to put in their breath work just like they, you know, I worked with a lot of student athletes. Um, and so I tell them like, let's put in your calendar, like right here with me, you have, okay, you have this class, you have like, okay, this individual, this team training, like let's put in your breath work, plug and play, with your schedule, like where you're going to insert these times. So what are the most stressful parts of your day, right? Like, okay, maybe it's before this class because my professor's really hard or maybe before practice because I get kind of stressed about my performance. So let's plug and play. The breath work does not take that much time. Box breathing takes less than two minutes. The four, eight breath you can use, I mean, it takes, you know, less than five seconds. So you can do those things really accessibly throughout the day. So I always really like to encourage my athletes to, plug them in just as if they were an important meeting because, hey, guess what? Your brain categorizes something in your schedule as important, right? If it's written down, that's that accountability piece. You're like, oh, yep, I got my breath work going. And you're going to you're gonna cross that off your list just as if you would other important components to your day. Hey, thank you so much for um, joining yeah. today, man. Greatly appreciate it. And also, hey, guys, you know, we have these golden nuggets, but you know how we do, right? You can't just take these golden nuggets and not put them into action. So make sure you're taking all the golden nuggets from this episode and start putting in um, into action. Hey, Carrie, thanks so much. Yes. I'm glad we got this done. Right. It was, of course, right? it of was a course. little battle earlier before, you know, but Hey, we came <laughs> in like, you know, get realigned, take some deep breaths. I know when that's what I was working on and then continue to move forward. Right. So yeah, absolutely. And if anyone, yeah, if anyone wants to, um, you know, tap into more breath work, I do have, you know, on my IG at Ready Set Mindful, you can tap in, do some free guided meditations. Uh, I also have, you know, ways that you are able to work with me. Go check out ReadySetMindful.com or my podcast, Ready Set Mindful, on Apple and Spotify. And I am looking right now for, you know, if anyone is interested in, being on the podcast as a guest, getting some free coaching. I'm always looking for athletes in transition. And we talked a lot about that today. So if you're an athlete in transition, you don't know like what your next step looks like. And, um, you know, you want some coaching around that. Definitely check out readysetmindful.com under the, you know, book a session and we can move forward from there. Yeah, that was actually going to be my next thing. So I will have all those links in the show notes. And definitely you want to take advantage of that. Any transitioning athlete, please take advantage of it. Because trust me, if you're in that kind of that dark space and you just kind of ignore it, like, and you don't know what the next step is becoming from being an athlete to how to work in like, 
normal society or like that next phase, definitely um, you want to do some work behind that. Hey, yeah, Carrie. For sure. Thank you so much. Thanks, Dale. This, this, thank mean, you so this much. means a lot to me. I'm never, I'm not going to forget this one. I'm of not going to forget okay. this one because it's like, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was rough. It was rough this morning. But hey, you got to keep moving on that daily grind and continue to move forward, right? That's right. That's right. You got it. Is there anything else you want to say to the audience before you go? Plug in your breath work. Like, uh, you know, <laughs> just, just that's, that's something so easy to, to make happen. It's, it's free. It's accessible. It's, yeah. it's, you know, a part of you. So, um, yep. yeah, just see how that can work for you. Love it. Mm-hmm. Love it. Hey, <laughs> Daily Grind, um, we will catch you on the next episode. And, you know, thanks for listening. See ya. Wow, what an amazing episode. Definitely brought all the tools and strategies to help you on your daily grind. Now, can I ask you for a quick favor? If you like this episode, please leave a review. Tell people how this episode helped you with your daily grind. And don't forget to take action with all these tools and strategies to help you with your daily grind today. We can have all the knowledge and tools, but if we're not actually taking action with that knowledge and tools, it doesn't mean anything. So most importantly, take that action towards your daily grind and start creating the life of your dreams. If you're looking for a little bit more help with that, make sure you check out thedailygrind.com, thedailygrind.com, and check out the show notes for all the links and start working on your daily grind today.